This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. General Motors posted solid Q1 earnings. It sold over 1.7 million vehicles worldwide, which brought in over $32 billion in revenue. Net income was $3 billion. That includes a big profit from GM Finance, which is growing into a significant part of its business. Remember, GM had to sell off GMAC leading up to its 2009 bankruptcy. Now it's rebuilding the lucrative lending business to dealers and customers. GM also reiterated its goal to sell 1 million electric vehicles a year globally by 2025, and it also threw down the gauntlet. Its goal is to be number one in the EV market share in North America. Stellantis reported preliminary financial results for the first quarter, and the numbers show just how big this company is. By combining Peugeot, Fiat, Chrysler, Opel, and its other, model, other brands together, the new company sold over 1.5 million vehicles and brought in 37 billion euro in revenue. That would make it the fifth largest automaker in the world behind Toyota, Volkswagen, Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi, and GM. Stellantis is now the largest automaker in Europe with over 23% market share, surpassing Volkswagen, and it's also the largest in South America with more than 22% of the market. This combination of companies under the Stellantis umbrella is going to rob Tesla of a significant source of revenue. The old Fiat Chrysler agreed to pay Tesla $2.2 billion over a three-year period for CO2 and EV credits. But now, at least in Europe, Stellantis doesn't need those credits thanks to Peugeot's electrification efforts. Bloomberg reports that without those credits, Tesla would have reported losses for the last several quarters. But Stellantis will still be buying those credits from Tesla in the U.S. market, at least for now. Automakers worry about the environmental impact of mining rare earth materials that are used in electric motors. They also worry about long-term access to those materials that mainly come from China. So Mala developed a magnet-free motor that doesn't use rare earths. While Mala is not the first to make a magnet-free motor, it says its motor has 95% efficiency at almost all operating ranges, something that's only been achieved so far with Formula E racing cars. It's a scalable motor with 400 and 800 volt ranges and can be used in everything from subcompact cars to commercial trucks. Mobility is becoming electric, connected and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Ford shared some details about the electric version of the transit van for the American market. 
Pricing ranges from $43,300 for the cutaway up to $52,700 for the high-roof extended wheelbase cargo van. The company just opened a registration site where hand raisers can submit their interest before Ford starts taking orders in July. The automaker says that more than 450 commercial customers in North America have already expressed interest in purchasing the e-transit. And this summer it will launch a pilot program to allow early production versions to be tested in the real world by select customers. The van is equipped with a battery pack with 67 kilowatt hours of usable capacity, which provides an estimated 126 miles of range in a low roof model. The E-Transit will be available later this year and will be built alongside the regular Transit at Ford's Kansas City Assembly Plant. Speaking of Ford, Explorer customers will be able to do a lot more exploring with the new Timberline Trimline. It comes standard with Ford's 2.3-liter EcoBoost engine that's mated to a 10-speed automatic as well as four-wheel drive and a terrain management system which features seven drive modes. But there's also new additions like a limited slip rear differential, steel skid plates, heavy-duty shocks that were originally designed for police explorers and add 0.8 inches of ride height and 265-65 R18 Bridgestone tires. The steering calibration, stabilizer bars, and springs are specially tuned as well. Unique front and rear fascias and a number of interior upgrades round out the main features of the Timberline Explorer. It's available to order now and arrives at dealers this summer. And this is just the first. Expect to see more Ford Timberline SUVs. Skoda revealed the fourth generation of its popular small car, the Fabia, which now rides on parent company Volkswagen's MQB platform. It's longer, wider, and shorter than the outgoing model, but styling is still pretty similar. It just looks like the main design details were softened up a bit. The grille is pushed out, which smooths out the edges, and the character lines down the side of the car don't seem as pronounced as before. Since the Fabia now rides on the MQB platform, it will have access to VW's Evo family of engines. There's five to choose from in all, which range in power output from roughly 65 horsepower up to about 150. There's also a number of transmissions, including a five-speed manual, a six-speed manual, and a seven-speed automatic. The interior is pretty standard, with the option for digital display screens, but we also like how the layered dash seems to cradle the center screen, as well as the large hoops used as door handles. Click the link in the transcript or description box if you'd like to learn more. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mercedes is now launching all-wheel drive versions of the EQA. There's two power outputs available, 168 kilowatts and 215 kilowatts. 
They're both fitted with a 66.5 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is said to return between 400 and 432 kilometers, or roughly 248 to 268 miles of range, based on the WLTP test cycle. The models can be ordered right now in Europe, and prices start at 53,500 euro, which is 5,000 euro more than front-wheel drive models. Mercedes has not confirmed if the EQA will come to North America, but we suspect it will, so it can get more volume. It says it will also launch a longer-range version later this year. Switching over to Mercedes' parent company, Nissan says it's selling its entire 1.54% stake in Daimler. It expects to net nearly 1.15 billion euro in the stock sale, which it says it will use towards its electrification efforts. Late last year, Porsche announced plans to develop a new prototype race car to compete in IMSA and the WEC in the new Le Mans Daytona hybrid category, or LMDH for short. The car, which is based on an LMP2 chassis, weighs about 1,000 kilograms, or about 2,200 pounds, and is powered by a hybrid powertrain that cranks out around 680 horsepower. And now the automaker is partnering with Team Penske to race the prototype. Beginning in 2023, Porsche Penske Motorsport will race two prototypes in both series. The companies didn't reveal how long the partnership will last, but did say the contract, quote, will run for a number of years. And this isn't the first time Porsche and Penske have teamed up in racing. From 2006 to 2008, Team Penske won all three titles in the LMP2 category with an RS Spider. And in the 1970s, Penske raced a 917.30 in the Can-Am series. Argo AI, the self-driving startup backed by Ford and Volkswagen, says it's developed a breakthrough in LiDAR technology. It created a new sensor that's able to detect objects up to 400 meters down the road or more than 1,300 feet away. As you can see in this video, it's able to create a fairly realistic 3D image of the vehicle's surroundings, which helps it perform more complex tasks. Thanks to the new sensor, Argo says its vehicles can operate safely day or night and on city streets or at highway speeds. Argo is currently using the new LiDAR in its test vehicles, and it will be equipped in vehicles that Ford and Volkswagen will use for their autonomous services. But there's a debate in the auto industry about if you need LiDAR for autonomous cars or not. And that's going to be the topic on AutoLine After Hours tomorrow. Our guest will be Mircha Gradu, the Senior Vice President of Product and Quality at Velodyne. Some of you may have known him from his days at Fiat Chrysler and Hyundai. So join John and Gary as they tackle some of the most debatable topics in the auto industry. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Magna.